Check, 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 check one. Check, check, check one. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. good. Welcome back to Bat Rankings. Come for Batman, but what do you stay for? Stay for Anthony. Of course. Who else would you stay for? I'm your host, Ben Creighton, with me as always. Hi there, I'm Kenny Wendorski. And Kenny, guess what? We're on iTunes finally. Hey, yeah. we did it! Yeah, we did it! We, Success! We made it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like we made it! Apparently, so we're on a bunch of podcast services. We're hosted by Anchor.fm, and they're kind of your one-click, like, yeah, just submit us everywhere, please. I, <laughs> I don't want to have to do it manually every place. And I guess iTunes submission process is longer than every place else but we did it okay and itunes unlike other podcast hosting services does have like the rating and review things oh we are at a perfect five star rating all three reviews that we've gotten yeah all five stars we're doing it man yeah we're getting (laughs) little by little (laughs) we're inching (laughs) our way up there yeah but folks out in the audience, you know, we close out every episode saying, hey, send us money. Uh, <laughs> and we do have that support button on anchor.fm. But we know, you know, if, if, if your money's tight, like, hey, always take care of yourself first. But if you want to help out the program, submitting a, a five-star review on iTunes bumps us up in the algorithm, helps more people find us. And that's a free way that you can support the show. If you like the show, if you're listening on iTunes... Yeah, hit that five star. Okay. And you know, if, if you think maybe we're not quite a five star program, if you think, you know, maybe we're only four or three, uh, keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's great. I didn't yeah. know that. I, yeah. Thank I, you for telling me. So that's cool. Yeah. Go so us. We got at least three people out there who All are enjoying right. us. Awesome. Go bat rankings. Uh, yeah. We're doing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> So today we watched The Forgotten. Yep. So it, it starts out with, with Bruce Wayne at a soup kitchen. And, I mean, he's, you know, different versions of Batman, you know, build him up as a philanthropist. You know, he tries right. like, yeah, he's, he's rich as hell, but, mm-hmm. you know, he tries to do, you know, he's got a social consciousness. But here he is at the soup kitchen peeling potatoes. <laughs> yeah, he's hands on this one. Yeah, not just writing checks. And the, the guy who runs the soup kitchen is is saying, yeah, I've been noticing people, these homeless guys disappearing. I don't know what's going on. Just, you know, familiar faces that I'm used to seeing. I don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the police aren't helping. They've got their, you know, he's, he's careful to say, you know, not they don't care because, of course, we don't want to think that heroic Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> no. who has so far been entirely ineffectual in every scene that we've seen. It's not that he doesn't care, but he's got his hands full. With yeah, crime. I mean, Gotham City. I mean, yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> what city has uh, a plethora of criminal villains, the <laughs> likes of which that dress up and uh, <laughs> they have gadgets and gizmos of their own. So he's busy. Uh, homeless people, not a top priority. Yeah, but they're a priority for Batman. Yeah, because he cares. Yeah, and we see, and this is what I was remembering—the thing that stuck out the most to me when we were talking about this last week—is this disguise sequence is right. so well done. Right now, it wasn't uh, we it wasn't saw, Matches Malone? That's right. It was—I can't remember, like, but something Mason. Yeah, it was yeah. a made-up. <laughs> yeah, not an important name, but but it is really cool. They show him, you know, putting on some shabby clothes and and combing some some white into his hair, right? Mussing it up and. They don't show him 
like putting on makeup, but he must have because there's more lines on his face. Yeah, he definitely, I mean, goes a little above and beyond to kind of disguise himself. And he does detective work. I think this is our first time seeing Batman be a detective. Yeah, not just like, yeah, actually hitting the streets, looking for clues. and. And what struck me about this disguise sequence is, you know, it's it's the joke with Superman. Like, how does nobody know <laughs> that Superman and Clark Kent aren't the same person? Yeah. It, this, like, it's believable. Like, he's not doing anything crazy. He's not using super science to disguise himself. You see the steps that he takes just in this quick montage. Mm-hmm. But when it's done, you believe that, yeah, somebody could look at this guy and not immediately think, what's Bruce Wayne doing dressed as a homeless man? Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a nice little, uh, I mean, it's not super long, but uh, you, get, you get the message that uh, he's known for being the greatest detective. So here yeah. he is actually doing it. That's great. Yeah. So he's, you know, just spending some time on the streets, just walking and driving around where homeless people congregate, trying to see what happens. And lo and behold, a couple of bearded goons show up saying, Hey, buddy, you looking for a job? Maybe. What kind of job? Oh, you'll like it. It's long-term employment. You're going to be enslaved. This is white slavery. (laughs) So a fight breaks out. Uh, He's able to hold his own pretty good. One guy... Uh, at one point, he just kind of gives up and decides to h- try to headbutt him. Yeah, because but... yeah, Bruce is he's he's toying with this guy. He's not even he's got his hands in his pockets yeah. and just dodging every swing. Yeah, and the guy headbutts him, misses, and like face falls into some boxes. Yeah, but I mean, he uh, probably should have uh, had his hands out because he does get you know whacked. Yeah, and uh, down he goes for the count, and when he wakes up, he's in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, it's Goth- probably Goth- the Gotham desert. Yeah. <laughs> Gotham, we're learning it's, it's like Springfield in the Simpsons. It right. Is, it is apparently on a coast, but also <laughs> West Springfield is twice the size of Texas. There's, but also, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's a forest probably that's close by. It's, yeah. It's, and, and of course, Mount Gotham. And of course, Mount Gotham, which, <laughs> which but, feeds uh, into the Gotham River, into Gotham Bay. Exactly. Just take the Gotham Plaza and then turn on Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Don't go left. That'll lead you to Gotham University. Yeah, you don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to go down that road. No. Um, so he's in a, it's a mine. It's, I don't know yeah. if, is it a copper or not copper? Uh, gold. They gold. said it was gold okay. specifically. Yeah, it's a mining camp with, yeah, apparently they've, this, I don't think we ever get a name for him, but this fat white guy uh, in a white suit. Yeah. I looked up his name on IMDb. Uh, I some of the voices sounded so familiar. So I was looking on IMDb. His, he's credited as Biggest. Biggest. Uh, boss Biggest. Boss Biggest. I mean, it fits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is, kind of looks like a Southern. Oh, yeah, he looks like a plantation owner. But he does not have the voice. No. And I noticed <laughs> that too. The, the episode toys with some of the imagery of like Southern slavery. Right. One of the other of these abducted men. And it is all men too. That's the other thing that yeah, struck me. Yeah. They are, I mean, historically, if, if, I mean, obviously slavery in this country happened to men and women. Right. But if you want to talk about the dangerous jobs, cause they are mining their it's, it is unsafe working conditions. There are cave-ins. It is, it has always been disproportionately men that take on the dangers of these, of this physical labor. It's uh, also on IMDb. I was looking up some facts about it and uh, homelessness is, you know, kind of the, 
I guess the prevailing theme of this episode. Mm -hmm. And I guess they did have at one point some homeless women and children, but Fox actually said, ah, you got to take those out. I'm okay with homeless men being on the screen, but not homeless children and and, uh, women. So that was a a note that the studio gave to, uh, to the animation team. So that's probably why we only have men. Man, that is super interesting. I I was assuming that that was an intentional choice because I mean, this, this episode is trying and I don't know if it quite succeeds, but it's trying to address some social issues here. And yeah, and that is also like, if you look into the problem of homelessness, it, it does disproportionately affect men. That is not to say that there are no homeless women and children, right? But like welfare systems, there are there are there are women's shelters and there are co-ed shelters. There are no men's shelters. It's it's uh... it's there 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 are social programs to help unfortunate women more so than unfortunate men. It's just the way it is. And in this instance, those men are being taken to a gold mine. Yes. Out in the middle of a desert, <laughs> far with, from Garth, Gotham City. Yes, with a gentleman who, I say gentleman loosely, a man who <laughs> looks very much like a plantation owner. He even fans himself. Yeah, and he's, he's sweaty. <laughs> he's always eating chicken. Yeah. He's got, yeah, this like pure white suit, and he's... But yeah, doesn't have the southern accent, and also Riley, one of one of Bruce's fellow enslaved men, is I'm pretty sure the first black man we have seen in this show. Ah, uh, you know, yeah, that's right. We uh, we had a Hispanic uh, woman character in Montoya, yeah, Montoya. But we never we haven't had an African American character on the show yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't met Lucius Fox yet. So yeah, we know he shows right. up later, but. But yeah, and it's, and this is, I mean, it's not even a mixed race group. It is all white guys, except for the one, <laughs> right? but he, he stuck out. Cause that is the other thing that I remembered was he was, he is a prominent character. It's him and, and Smith, Salvo Smith, Salvo, yep. who's like this kind of little skinny, wise, wise cracking white guy. Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's terrible because he's, he's enslaved, but he's always got a joke on his lips. He's that kind of guy. <laughs> he's looking on the bright side of life. Which yeah. is important when you're digging for gold. Yeah, well, and, and <laughs> so. both of these guys are immediately sympathetic because they are in just the most terrible circumstances, but they immediately tell tell Bruce, who's he's got him. Bruce has amnesia at this point. That's right. That big whack on the head is he's lost all memory. Uh, they even say like, "What's your name, fella?" He he can't remember. Yeah. He doesn't even have like a, a pseudonym or anything like that. He doesn't know where he's from. Yeah, it's all gone, which is great because we get to kind of explore uh, what made. Well, I wouldn't say what made him what he is today, but we get to see little flashes, little. Uh, hallucinations that kind yeah. of establish uh, the tropes of becoming Batman. So, yeah, I, I think the amnesia, I mean, it's kind of a cliche, obviously, but I think it works thematically here because mm-hmm. it does, it leads him to identify with these unfortunate underprivileged men in a way that it would be harder for him to do if he were just playing a role. Like as far as he knows, he's just another homeless guy who's gotten kidnapped. Right. Right. He has, um, well, we'll get there. I was about to say yeah. there's a fight scene where he's pretty good, but uh, that's further down in the episode. But uh, they, uh, Boss Biggest, to kind of prove his, his, you know, how great he is, 
I chooses a random guy, just like our episode, the under, yeah, the underdwellers, under yeah, with the, the, just pick a random kid and just pick the random guy, throw him in a box. Yep. So it's another it's, theme yeah. I'm getting of just proving your your, yeah, your proving dominance. What a terrible person yeah, you are, and by choosing a random stranger and yeah, putting him in some kind of torture device. Yep. And yeah, it's an iron box out in the hot sun. They call it the they call it sometimes the box and sometimes the oven. Yeah. But yeah. this is their punishment if they don't work hard enough. Right. Do you want to go into the box? Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, and and you know some of our villains so far have been. I mean, the Joker is not sympathetic, but he is charismatic. He's a fun presence on screen. Right. You know, Pam Pam Isley, Poison Ivy. She has you know. The, she's got this eco-terrorist. She's got a sympathetic motive that she just goes too far. Boss Biggest is just a monster. Yeah. He, gold. That's yeah. it. Golden food. I love gold. Yeah. Just loves <laughs> so. food. Loves enslaving his fellow man. That's just his thing. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. And we are at no point. There is nothing sympathetic or charismatic or appealing about him at all. It talks like this. Why aren't these lowlifes working? They have to eat, sir. I have to eat. They have to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that line. Yeah, that that line is still in my head after all these years. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> one of those that you... You're you're saying it before the character even starts. Ah, God, they kind of they. I have to hear the line, and the line just triggers a thing in my memory banks, yep. and it's like it just comes spewing out of my mouth <laughs> the following line. But yeah, so we get, and at, at this point, we also get our light motif of the episode, which is this really cool harmonica music. Oh, the music is great in this episode. Yeah, it sets the scene so well. It's it's they call this a chain gang at at points. If we want to talk again about about the unfortunate, the underprivileged in our society. I mean, it's we, we talked a little in a previous episode about the, the industrialized prison system. This is also evoking that. It's, yeah, the, there's a harmonica. Mm -hmm. um, it's very southern sounding, which goes into the look of Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it, it also evokes like a prison movie. Yes. Yeah. They, they call these guys a chain gang, which is something we associate with like, you know, Shawshank Redemption. Right. That's goddamn right. Stuff like that. So it's, I mean, these, these guys aren't criminals. They are kidnapped homeless people, but it is also evoking the plight of people who, I mean, that's another thing that it, in our society, people in prisons are disproportionately a men and B minorities see from the lower classes. Yeah. So it's it's not quite coming right out and doing like a the more you know, here are the problems we need to address in society. But it's evoking all these things in a way that's network friendly. Yes. And also <laughs> also digestible for children. It's a cartoon for kids, a 30-minute yeah. cartoon. Uh but yeah, you get a lot of themes in this one. This is definitely a more, uh, I'd say this episode's more for adults than the kids. You yeah. still get the fun and the action for the kids, but uh, I think this one was a little bit more on the grown-up side of things. Yeah, I think this is, this is something that 
you would hope that the parents would watch with their kids because it's raising issues that it's not quite prepared to address. Right. But it's raising them in such a way that a a parent who wanted to address this with their kids could have like the post episode, hey, let's talk about what this means. Yeah, you can have a conversation after this one. Yeah. But uh but anyway, uh but, back to uh <laughs> Yeah, so we start cutting in between this and and Alfred back at the Batcave was noticed this is great. Yeah. I love, because I said to you, I was like, dude, you get two detective stories in one episode. Yeah. Alfred is a detective. Uh, he notices that one of the cars is missing the Studebaker. Yes. Uh, there is a tracking device on, I guess, all the cars. Um, he uh, drives down to, I don't know, was that a junkyard? Yeah, it was a scrapyard okay. where they apparently were, were to assume that the guys who kidnapped Bruce... Stole his car and took it to this scrapyard. That's a bit of a stretch because from there he takes the tracking device from the Studebaker, Mm -hmm. puts it on a van where the hired goons are, and uh, they drive off. Now, that could have been just anybody's van that... But luckily, it is the villains in this story. Yeah. We'll stretch things there, but... Yeah, well, it's it's a little convenient. On the other hand, I mean, this is the only lead he has, so exactly. it makes as much sense as anything. And uh, from there, he's able to track out in the middle of nowhere, and he takes our the first Bat appearance. Wing. The yes. Batwing! <laughs> and what an appearance it is, because it enters kind of careening wildly. Yeah. Alfred going, whoa! <laughs> but... But that's that's getting ahead of ourselves a little because before that happens, we get Bruce's dream sequence after right, his his right. hard day of labor, and this is I think I was when we watched Nothing to Fear. I think I was conflating this dream sequence with the ones in that episode. There's a couple. I mean, a lot of episodes did yeah. the death of the you know Martha and Thomas. So uh, it, I get it. I yeah. I, every time we see some, I'm thinking another scene's going to pop up. It'll be in a later episode. But, yeah. It, uh, you get a tombstone that kind of cracks apart here. Yep. You also get a a really neat, like he's walking through a hall of mirrors as, yeah. as his homeless alter ego with the white hair. And it morphs into all these different shapes until he sees, you know, double-breasted suit Bruce Wayne laughing at him, mm-hmm. morphs into the Joker, pulls him off a cliff. And that's when it, yeah... It's, uh, he has a couple of uh, dream sequences in this before he gets his memories back. But uh, yeah. yeah, this is the first one. Uh, yeah, but then that also, that morphs into the scene, which really stuck out to me where, you know, a homeless, he's now again, Bruce Wayne, the rich millionaire, and a homeless man comes up and asks him, you know, for help. And he he's smiling. He's feeling so good about himself, reaches into his wallet, hands mm-hmm. him some money. But then before long, he's surrounded by homeless people and he just, he can't help them all. And the A little tear. little tear comes down, which, again, of, I, I feel like if there's a flaw in the social issues that it brings up here, I think this is the biggest one <laughs> where it, you know, it brings up this issue, this class issue of he is so rich and he wants to help people, but he feels powerless to do it. But also by the end of the episode, he is still driving away in his nice car to live yeah, in his mansion yeah. when there are, and this is, this has always been the problem with your billionaire protagonists, you know, your Tony Starks, your Bruce Waynes is we in the audience are, are closer in income level to these <laughs> poor people than to this mega rich person. Yeah. It can be pretty hard to get us to to identify with our ostensible hero. I do tend to identify more with Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, 
Uh, <laughs> and that a, is something that makes Spider-Man yeah. a great relatable hero. Is that at the end kid, of the day, you know, doesn't have a lot of money, uh, not great with girls. Yeah. I always was more into. Uh, yeah, easier to identify yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. But of course, Batman's my favorite superhero. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, and of course, <laughs> when it comes to your Peter Parker's, it does eventually stretch credulity when he's palling around with Mr. Fantastic and Tony Stark and eventually gets to the point like could you could they just not help you out with your rent <laughs> is yeah. that not a and his uh, wife is a supermodel yeah uh, but... <laughs> but that's wandering a field <laughs> so uh getting back to uh the forgotten he yeah. so he uh uh, Smith, you know, the little, little like wisecracking wise guy, right. he's been chosen to get put into the box. Uh, Bruce and, and Riley stand up to defend him, have a little brawl with the guards, but they get dogpiled and thrown into the box themselves. And that's when Batman finally, I think it's the, a little bit, you know, Riley system that he lost his family. I lost my family, my family. His, yeah. family, his family, yeah. his family, his Because Riley, we, we've learned by this point, was not actually homeless. He was just a volunteer at the soup kitchen yeah. who was mistaken for one of these men who wouldn't be missed and kidnapped. But he does have a family. And then also, I think, being in the box because they're, they're yeah. sweating. All of that kind of just triggers Bruce and the memory comes back of he lost his family too, which is a great sequence. Yeah. Uh, once again, another hallucination. Dude, Batman the Animated Series has the best dream sequences and hallucinations. They just, yeah. the animators, it was like they were given free reign to just be wild. And they did. Yeah. And it's gorgeous what they produce. Yeah, and this definitely felt like one of the episodes that it's maybe not quite, quite to the level of On Leather Wings, which visually I think is still right. the best we've gotten. Yeah. But this was their their A team bringing their A game yeah. visually. 100 percent and uh yeah the memories come back he vows to you know we're gonna yeah, we're make getting it. out of here he kicks the box so hard that it, it breaks open yep. and then he escapes uh prison break everyone you know get yep. their dogs get yep. your clubs and yep. your flashlights he's heading into box canyon let's yeah. go get him yeah he can't get out of there but that's that's when Alfred comes careening in with the Batwing, which was our little bit of comic relief in this otherwise very serious, very dour episode. Right. Because apparently the Bat computer, the autopilot in the Batwing, is sassy. <laughs> it's like Knight Rider. A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that as a kid. I, yeah, I did not remember any of this. And we, as we were saying, I don't remember the Batwing ever talking either. Yeah. It might. We just yeah. don't have a memory of it. Uh, yeah, I will be interested to, to see if this ever comes up again. Well, we'll keep but, an eye on that. But yeah, Alfred's talking to the autopilot like, Land, you buckets of bolts. Your funeral. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little sassy little sassy pant batwing uh and then also does a couple flips and you get alfred going whoa, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. and <laughs> this is this is so like over the top looney tunes humor that maybe i should have been rolling my eyes but it was so unexpected and such a welcome diversion yeah that not that i didn't like the rest of the episode i like the issues that it's raising but this felt like a good balance of comic relief, and I was—it got some genuine laughs out of yeah, me. Yeah, we both were 
Yeah. <laughs> Alfred uh, is a great character because he can be a father figure. You can also use him as a comic relief. Um, yeah, he can be, he can do dry, like sarcastic humor, yeah. but he can also do this physical humor. Yeah, he's a, he's a great character. Yeah, really good all-purpose foil for Bruce, yeah. I think. <laughs> so they, uh, I would say they, the Batwing lands itself. Yeah, he this falls is, out. <laughs> yeah. This is maybe another plot contrivance because he's tracking the tracker that he put on the car, which should lead him back to the camp. But instead he lands, he happens to land in the box Canyon where Bruce has escaped. To. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, again, not the biggest contrivance we've dealt with so far. No, I'll go with it. <laughs> Uh, Bruce, you know, they get reunited and obviously, uh, Bruce's memories are back. So he goes back to the mine and yeah, as Batman this time in costume, I think we only get like a minute and a half of him actually as Batman in this episode, which is a good thing. I'm oh, not yeah. saying that's bad. Sometimes a Bruce Wayne story is, you know, if yeah. done correctly, that's all you need sometimes. Did, did you ever play the Telltale Batman game? No, I've heard about those. I it, is, it is really good. And what amazed me about it is that every, because, you know, it's episodic like mm-hmm. the Telltale games are. I always looked forward to the Bruce Wayne segments oh. more than the Batman segments, okay. which blew my mind. All right. Yeah. It, to... It's on PS4? Uh, yeah, it's on pretty much everything. Okay. So, oh, yeah, right, I would... Cool. I would highly recommend it to check into that. Yeah. For any, any Batman fan or any fan of telltale games, which I'm both. And they cranked out a bunch of those games up until the, the studio recently went out of business. And unfortunately, speaking of social issues, (laughs) apparently there were some really shysty labor practices over there, which is, yeah, it's unfortunate. A lot of, uh, like apparently when they went out of business, they really shafted a bunch of their employees, which is, yeah, it's 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 sad that a studio that that brought out this art that I love from creators that I love the the studio heads the executive speaking of class consciousness <laughs> issues the people running the studio did not have their employees best interests uh, at heart which is unfortunate had a chain of their computers yeah kind uh, of that's, yeah that's and nuts. then kind of you know laid everybody off with no notice and no severance pay and no Ugh. just. Just nothing, which is unfortunate because they brought out an amazing product that I very much enjoyed. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, hey, there's your, in an episode (laughs) full of bummers, there's another bummer for the day. You guys are learning so much this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, Batman goes back. And from this point, this third act, as tends to be the case, it's pretty formula. Batman beats up a bunch of thugs. There's a uh, little cat and mouse game in the mine itself. Now, I will say that's great because it's in the dark, though. Yeah. Uh, so there's flashlights. Mm-hmm. The way it's animated, you just get little you know, outlines of people's faces. That's, that's really good. And it ends with an explosion. Yep. A nice huge explosion. mine explosion. Take a shot. Yep. <laughs> uh, they jump and there's a lake bed. So they fall into water. Nobody dies. Yeah. Speaking of Looney Tunes... I was very much thinking Wiley Coyote with this shot. Uh, but then it ends with uh, everyone back at the shelter. 
Yep, uh, uh, Riley's back with his family. Mm-hmm. He's he's agreed to let Mason stay with him, and they're talking about, hey, maybe we can get a job that pays this time, you know, <laughs> as opposed to slavery. And- that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> and you too, Bruce. You can stay with us too if you like. Or actually, they don't want to say his name. Yeah, that uh, that's when Alfred pulls up and he says, you know, Master Wayne. Oh my God, you're Bruce Wayne, millionaire. It's like, well, if you guys need a job, I think I can help. And yeah. Drives off in the lap of luxury and Salvo says, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Why? <laughs> so I might wake up a millionaire too. Come on, stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting too much out of what is still a children's cartoon. Maybe I should just be impressed that they've been willing to raise the issues that they had, but that seemed like a pretty neat little bow to end it on. I'm okay with it. I think you've, you've done enough. It's uh, it's once again, this is early nineties. The fact they even did any of this kind of social commentary in a half hour program. Yeah. It's not a great uh, way to kind of end it, but at the same time, it brought up some ideas. It brought up a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, if you want to talk, if you want to talk late 80s, early 90s cartoons where class issues are kind of brought up and then never addressed. I mean, this was contemporary with DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck swimming in money. So. And like, yep, here's our hero, folks. The 1%. <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, it was the 80s. Everybody was coked out of their minds. So. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, it was. You know, greed is good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm okay with the way this one ended. And I, and I do applaud them for what they attempted. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to be fair, it does end on a note of, okay, the, it is the, the responsibility of our privileged few to try to do what they can Mm -hmm. for, for the less fortunate. I mean, there is something to be said there. I, I do feel that it, it sort of leaves Bruce off the hook a little too easily for, especially for somebody who, I mean, he does try to do the right thing with his wealth. It's also inherited wealth. He is not a self-made man. That's true. He did nothing to earn this incredible privilege that he's been given. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the forgotten. All right. It's time to decide where this sits on our list of the best Batman episodes. As of right now, we've got seven pretty poison. The last laugh, nothing to fear on leather wings, Christmas with the Joker, POV and the underdwellers. All right. Let's, science time. Science time. What have we got? Random number generator. Is this better or worse than number six POV? I'm going to go better. I, I agree. I think this was better. Yeah. POV is, I mean, actually they are, they have some similar flaws. They are episodes with good ideas that maybe don't quite, stick the landing but i think this does a better job with its ideas than pov does i i think i liked pov better than you did but Mm -hmm. i will have to say the forgotten is just hands down it's a better it's a better thought out episode all right so rn jesus with that said is this better or worse than number two the last laugh That's, that's, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say better. I'm going to stick with better. It is, it's better animated. It's, it, 
It's got a better story that brings up some issues, brings up some character. It's There's no Captain Clown to it, and I will give that to the last laugh. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. I, as much as it pains me, because my, <laughs> I know it's a personal it. favorite. It's my favorite. But that being said, it's, it's I mean, it's a, like you said, a romp, I believe, yeah. in a previous episode. So, yeah, I think Forgotten. That yeah. was tough, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I had a pain face, uh, I but sh- I agree. I think Forgotten is better. All right. Well, that leaves us just one more decision to make. Is the Forgotten better or worse than number one, Pretty Poison? I think Pretty Poison's still better. I think Pretty Poison has a better villain. I agree. And I, I like the beginning of that episode a lot with the prison break, the that's, helicopter sequence. That's true. That sequence is is better than any. And this, you know, The Forgotten has some pretty good sequences. Like we kind of just brushed over the fight in the mind because mm-hmm. it's it's strictly formula, but it is it is really good. Yeah. The chase sequence into the box canyon is good, but nothing that stacks up to that first helicopter chase cutting back and forth between that and and Pam and uh and Harvey's date. I will say the Forgotten has a better soundtrack. Uh I think the harmonica prison yeah. jail uh vibe is a is a better music uh tie-in. Ah shoot, I'm going to still go with the the Poison Ivy one. Yeah, it's it's a close one. It is a close thing, but but I think I'd agree with you there. Also because that had and the forgotten of any of them that we've watched has some pretty good stakes. Like you come within a pretty short span of time to care about these these beleaguered homeless men. Yeah. That's, Especially Riley. I think yeah. of our uh I mean cuz Harvey Dent is kind of a, a character that was brought up that you're supposed to feel empathy towards. Yeah. Obviously he's going to make a big turn here pretty soon, but Riley, of what we have seen so far, is the character I've uh, actually felt the most uh, sorry for. Yeah, absolutely. He was just, he even is employed. He was doing this to help people at a shelter. He got mistaken, maybe because of the color of his skin. He was mistaken for something he wasn't and put into a slave labor mining camp so yep and and all he wants is to get back to his family and boy if that's not a relatable motivation for any character we don't really know how long he's been at this camp either so like he brought up Uh, his family must be going crazy Um, when he's in the box he says my my oldest is gonna turn six on the seventh or is it seven on the eighth like he's starting to forget yeah that's oh it's hard tugs at the heartstrings yeah i think i think i definitely feel more for riley than i felt for harvey and pretty poison right but i feel and maybe this is just me having been in some hospitals lately some of the uh some of my my listeners might know that uh, you know my dad's going through you know he's fighting cancer right now, but seeing Bruce like I felt for Bruce in that hospital room feeling for his yeah. friend yeah. in Pretty Poison, and it does again within a very short span, just a lot to tug at those heartstrings. Yeah. So yeah, very close, but I I feel pretty okay about Pretty Poison in the one spot and the Forgotten in the two spot. Let's do it. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, I'm marking that down right now. But honestly, 
I didn't remember this episode being as good as it was when we rewatched it. I would not have, I would have, if you'd asked me last week, I would have predicted like, yeah, this might fall somewhere in the middle of the pack. <laughs> I'm, I'm super happy to go back to it and find it even better than I remembered. All I could remember was the music. I seriously, I remembered the music and I remembered uh, the desert, but yeah. I forgot about the amnesia. I forgot about, God, I mean, most of it was a blur. So <laughs> recapture, yeah. uh, sitting down and kind of uh, recollecting all the memories. This is a great episode. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these episodes that don't have, you know, a recognizable supervillain are are easy to to forget about. I mean, it's right there in the title, I yeah. guess. But and and what a title too. The, the forgotten. forgotten. Like how evocative. Like yeah, these are the these homeless men are the forgotten people. The yeah. people that that so many people have forgotten and given up on and and so few people, you know, the person at the homeless shelter, he's really the only one who's who's pulling for these men. Like, guys, these these victims of circumstance, they need somebody looking yeah. out for them. They're and, still human beings. Yeah. So, and thankfully, they have Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only we really had a Batman. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think if there is a takeaway from this episode. You know, I, I said earlier, it's it can be hard for, for us as viewers to identify with this one percenter billionaire. But but actually, if you think about it, you know, if you've got a roof over your head, if you've got the ability to feed yourself, then then you are one of the fortunate people in this world. And so maybe that is the takeaway. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, try and reach out a helping hand. And you know, I've been kind of like pushing the social agenda this whole podcast episode. <laughs> But actually, that is another thing. If you look at statistics, proportional to their income, uh, lower class people give more to charity than upper class people. Really? Yeah. Like you wouldn't think it's it's counterintuitive because you would think, well, if you've got all the money in the world, then why wouldn't you give more to charity? Yeah, okay. And they do give like dollar, you know, you know, people who make more do give more by dollar, but if you look at percentage of what they're able to give, they give less, and the less fortunate give more. That's true. And maybe it's just a matter of, you know, being closer to the poverty line reminds you of how much you have to lose and, you know, gives you and helps you identify more with people less fortunate than yourself. I don't know. I don't know what the sociological explanation is. But if you do, please let us know. Yeah, you, know, you can hit me up at HBI2K on on Twitter. Go ahead and use hashtag bat rankings. And, you know, I think if we can do anything here, like having conversations like this is something that we can get of watching these goofy cartoons from the 90s. Yeah, well, like we've been talking about, this was uh, a kid's animated cartoon, but it was definitely reaching for the more mature audience. So yeah, 100%. Well, let's see what we're going to be reaching for next week. We have episode nine in production order. Be a clown. Oh, it's another Joker episode. <laughs> okay. In, in this episode, <laughs> mayor Hamilton Hills, miserable son, Jordan becomes even sadder. When his father uses his birthday party as a political gathering rather than a normal celebration and ends up stowing away in the truck of the party clown hired by Hill for the party, whom he doesn't know is... Okay, that's a... 
Wikipedia, you failed me. That should be who he doesn't know. I caught, I caught a Wikipedia editor trying to sound smart. Allow myself to introduce myself. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> who he doesn't know is actually the Joker in disguise. It is now up to Batman, whom Mayor Hill distrusts. Okay, yes, that's, that is a correct whom. Had to think about it. Whom Mayor Hill distrusts to rescue the boy before it is too late. Ah, my English degree at work, finally. What do you do with the BA in English? You did it, man! <laughs> I did it! You did it! <laughs> that, that four and a half years of my life was... Uh, <laughs> Worth it! Yeah, still mostly wasted on... Uh... <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, Look okay. at us now! Yeah, now who's we... laughing? <laughs> Not Jordan, he's sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kenny, do you remember this episode? I do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I remember this one as being another. For some reason, it's a lot of the Joker episodes that are kind of... Uh, well, it might be better on... Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We're trying not to... You know, trying to share what we remember without prejudging too much. But... I, I do recall it not being the worst, though. It's not the worst. Yeah, but I also remember pretty much any episode with a kid character tends to be eh. yeah, that's true yeah. but yeah i remember <laughs> this one being not great but we'll see yeah. we'll see next week yeah all right well you can always find us on anchor.fm there's two buttons on there anchor.fm slash bat rankings i always forget that second part there's two buttons you want to pay attention to one of them says says uh listen on your podcatcher of choice so if you're on iTunes, if you like Pocket Cast, that's what I use on my Android phone. If you like Google Podcasts, Spotify, those buttons are all there. You can listen wherever you like to listen. And there's also the support this podcast button. And you can pledge one, five, or ten dollars a month if you'd like to help us continue to put on the program, you know, pay for some of these microphones. We'd appreciate it <laughs> because <laughs> we do come in here every day. Kenny's got a full-time job and two kids to support. Yeah, help me. Yeah. <laughs> Please, God, help. <laughs> so, you know, we Send love diapers. <laughs> we love doing this, but it does also take time that we could be using doing uh, paying work just for you. <laughs> so we do appreciate the help. And if you are an iTunes listener, if you want to put in a five-star review to help spread the word to more people, more audience members who might enjoy us, we'd appreciate that too. But I had fun. Did you have fun, Kenny? Yes, I did. Very much. This was a good discussion yeah. on this one. We got pretty deep. So yeah. yeah. Well, let's do it again next week. Sounds good. All right.